Hey everyone, Jeff Johnson here from the Gazette with my compadre Jeff Linder, and we're here to talk a little hoops with you or at you, however you want to look at it. Uh, another edition of our weekly podcast um, with the days of the regular season dwindling. We've got, uh, I guess we're going to start out with, uh, on the girls' side, we have some actual postseason brackets. And Yay. I'm going to turn it over to uh, to Jeff here. And uh, where do you want to start, Jeffrey? Class 1A or Class 3A? What are you seeing from? Oh, let's start with 3A. We'll go big to small. So, yeah, uh, brackets came out uh, a couple of days ago. I think it was Tuesday for 3A, 2A, 1A. And could be could be yet today or could be tomorrow for the two big classes. Um I would say that, uh, as per usual, the the union did a nice job of separating everybody. Each of the the top eight teams in each class have a have their own little own little niche, I guess you could say, and uh, atop the the regions. And uh, so, yeah. Um, so, region two, three A, Solon is the uh, the top seed. Uh, they play Fairfield. On the other, they there'd be they'd be heavily favored to win their first two, and they'd probably run into either Mount Vernon or or Davenport Assumption in the regional final. Three uh, A is a deal. They, they've changed this year that uh, the uh, higher highest seeded team, like they've done in the past in four A and five A, will host instead of a, a, a neutral site for three A. Three A region three uh, Bent Community is the favorite there. Uh, they would probably run into either Center Point or Banna. Or West Liberty in a regional final. Uh, CPU and West Liberty would be a really good regional semi. Uh, 3A5, 3A6, 3A7. Uh, Monticello is uh, probably the best area team in that one. Uh, they would probably be lined up to play Dubuque Wallard on the road in a uh, in a regional semi. Osage is in the uh, top seeded in that and on the other side. Uh, Region 8. Uh, Vinton Shellsburg and uh, Mid Prairie are um, slated to reach the uh, regional semis. The winner of that would probably play Grinnell in a regional final. Uh, 3A, the uh, regional quarters are the 11th, the 15th for the semis, and the 18th, Saturday the 18th for the regional finals. Okay. Uh, the top seed in our area is Cascade, uh, top-ranked team. They're number five. Um, they, uh, they're they slated to, to ho get a first-round bye, host two, and then would probably be playing somebody like Applington Parkersburg or Sumner Fredericksburg in a regional final. Uh, Regina is the sixth-ranked team. They're the uh, headliner in Region 6. Uh, same story. They, they get a bye. They get two at home and would probably play Minneapolis or maybe West Burlington in a regional final. And that's pretty much uh, the highlights in 2A. Quick look at 1A. Uh, Northlands, far and away, our best team in 1A. Uh, they get a first-round bye, would play two at home. Uh, the regional final would probably be against uh, Montezuma or Springville, which uh, Montezuma-Springville would be a really good regional semi. Uh, Northland, if it's Northland Springville, they'd be playing for the third time. Springville actually led them at halftime last time they played. And I think Northland won by about 15. Uh, let's see. Elkater Central has been ranked, uh, you know, in the, in the second five most of the season. Uh, they'd be the second seed in 1A Region 6 uh, and would probably play 
West Fork in a regional final if both teams get that far. Um, Turkey Valley would be a possible uh, regional uh, semifinal team uh, for the Warriors. And that uh, pretty much takes care of our top area teams in 3A, 2A, 1A. So you thought everything came out? I mean, there were no major surprises to you? I guess. No, I, I, I can't say there's really anybody that has a big beef with the union. I think everybody pretty much got what they deserved uh if the rankings are correct so yeah i think uh, i think it worked out pretty well well what has gone on on the on the girls side uh you know any any big games that uh you well, know maybe games that you've talked about since we we did this last i i would say the biggest news on the girls side right now is mike sconsa uh the cascade coach who uh revealed to his team after a really emotional game last friday they came back from 10 points down in the last two two eleven, I think to win forty two forty one against Monticello, uh, he went to the locker room and uh, it was a pretty emotional place. He told the team that he's going to be stepping back for the rest of the season, and uh, he's uh, got a kidney uh, transplant waiting for him. Uh, a donor from uh, somewhere out east is uh, donating a kidney to him, and uh, he was able. It, the interesting thing is, and I didn't know this, maybe maybe you did, but. Uh, if you can line up somebody to donate a kidney, you get moved up high, high, high on the list as far as receiving one. So his wife, Angie, said that she would donate a kidney and they found a recipient for her in Georgia. So uh, Mike and Angie both uh, will have their surgeries um, on uh, Valentine's Day. So on the 14th of February. So uh you know, uh, all the best to Mike. Uh, he, he's the one, he's the coach that, uh, uh, lost the season to a stroke, I think two or three years ago. And, uh, has been battling some health issues throughout most of his adult life. And, uh, I hope, uh, I hope this is kind of the uh, precursor to, for, uh, better things to come for him. A good man and a great coach, right? Or great, great, coach. great coach, great coach. And, uh, we already have a, a date once he, uh, um, once he gets out of the hospital and is feeling up to it, we've uh, we've got a Scrabble date set for his house. So looking forward to that. Very nice, Mike. Uh, you know, best best from me, uh, obviously. Yeah. It all so um, you know, get healthy. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll get get this taken care of. I guess. So. Yeah, forty five is way too young for this kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Uh, you were at where were you at? You were at Mount Vernon Marion on Monday night. Is that right? I would, yeah. I was at the boys' game just to watch on Monday night, and uh, Mount nice Vernon played terrific. Yeah, they uh, got up about fifteen at half, and uh, I think Marion got within maybe seven or eight. But uh, uh, every time Mount or uh, Marion threatened, Mount Vernon um, was there to hit a three pointer or, or get a basket or a key stop. And I think they won. I think it was sixty five fifty two Monday. So I was out there. My uh, uh, my cousin's son uh, was uh, at senior night for for Mount Vernon. So Tuesday I was back at Mount Vernon for uh, regional duels wrestling. So well, you got to tell us about that. That was the first one you've uh, uh, wrestling meet you've covered in what ninety three? Did I? Yeah, I think thirty years. Uh, you know what? I had a blast. It was a lot of fun. It was a neat atmosphere. Uh, we had a little kerfuffle in the hundred ninety five pound match. Oh, cool. Uh, we had uh, a kid from Assumption headbutted the kid from Mary, uh, Mount Vernon. 
so that so the kid the Mount Vernon kid um, he won by disqualification that's six points uh, the uh, assumption was docked three points for I think they called it flagrant misconduct or something like that and then the Mount Vernon kid lost a point for basically waving to to the assumption kid after he was oh boy taken off so <laughs> it was a, it was an eight point swing and it was it made the night interesting. Uh, Mount Vernon Monday night was not the only night that uh, the Mustang basketball team, boys basketball team, picked up a, a big win. Uh, last Tuesday night, the Mustangs went to Cedar Rapids Xavier and beat the Saints on a last second shot. Um, I think it was 67 66. So in six days, Mount Vernon beat the then second ranked team in class three and then came right back and beat the third ranked team in Marion. Uh, this week, so I don't know uh, how that's gonna affect possible brackets here in the next, you know, couple of weeks when they're announced. But um, I guess Coach Derek Roberts's club mm-hmm. is uh, uh, announcing that hey, don't forget about us. So yeah, Arian Xavier and Mount Vernon all in shouting distance of each other. You wonder how that yeah how split up if at all. So and I suppose if there wasn't a team called Cedar Rapids Kennedy, you could call Mount Vernon the, the Metro Champs right now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh yeah, Cougars uh 89-46 the other night over Waterloo West in the one versus seven game rankings wise. So just uh, a wrecking crew, aren't they? Yeah, so deep. Um, so deep, and and that plays into the the style of ball that they want to play. They're very aggressive defensively and uh, you know, they're not going to back off from you that way. Uh, because even if somebody gets in foul trouble, there's, you know, somebody behind them that can come in off the bench and they can still play the same style. So it, it's pretty incredible. And I think they're making uh, three pointers going into that game the other night at like a 40 some percent clip and everybody oh. can shoot it. It's not just, you know, one, two, three guys or anything like that. So, yeah, uh, big test here in a couple of weeks. They go to West Des Moines Valley, which is is ranked fourth, and and that uh, that's going to be a really a, a fun game and one that uh, you know I think will tell a lot, um, you know, about uh, just how good this Kennedy team is. Not sure how good the Valley is, quite frankly, this season. Might be down a little bit. Um, so, but I mean, when when you got a team in there that's that's kicking everybody's behind as badly as Kennedy is on a consistent basis. Uh, that's a pretty good ball club. Pretty good ball club. So. so fill in the blank. This is the Metro's best team since when and oh, who? Uh, well, Lin- Marcus Page team? Uh, or is it further back than that? Could be, but I was trying to think like um, in, the, in, the, in that era of Limar basketball, uh, I think – Limar wanted when he was a sophomore, if I remember right. There were so many other really, really good individual players around to go along with him. Uh, D1 guys, your Utahs, your Oglesby's, your Washburn's. Uh, seemed a like bunch it. of Bohannon's. Yeah, you know, it just seemed like there were so many good players. And I remember uh, a lot of really good ball games uh, back then. But it's different to me because the obviously there's not one – big time D one college uh, kid on this Kennedy team. You've got a Kenzie Reed who uh, is going to D two upper Iowa. 
he probably could have gone a smaller D1 had he wanted to. Um, so I guess you can – I think he's a D1 worthy, maybe kind of point guard. But uh, there's not really that superstar, bona fide, you know, big-time college guy. And uh, I actually, I actually asked John McCollum, the coach, the other night, because he won a state championship um, when he was in Kansas before coming to – uh, Kennedy and he had a a team that was uh, he said did you know there's six classes in the state of Kansas what so, no I didn't know that I was like you gotta be kidding and then he, but he pointed out he goes well you got your Kansas City uh, you know you have some big cities where you got enrollments of 2200 2300 2400 so then that made sense a little bit but he had a team that won a state championship out there that has a had a kid and a man, I I can't think of his name right now. That ended up uh, a big time player. That ended up going to the NBA after uh, signing with Kansas, I believe it was. Um, so I asked, you know, is this how does that team compare to this one? And he goes, well, it's different, because, obviously, because we had the superstar and then we had a really good point guard and that made a great combination. This team, top to bottom, is is better than that one, uh, just from a top to bottom standpoint. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Washington, uh, Cedar Rapids, Washington's playing real good ball right now and played them a, a pretty tight game. Uh, it was like a five, six point game in the fourth quarter, and, and Kennedy pulled away a little bit the other night. So it'll be interesting. Uh, you play them one at a time, obviously. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was interesting to see like an Anthony Centennial came over and played Prairie Monday night. So you get able to see a team that's the top 10 team and from the CIML, although not necessarily the top team in the CIML uh, come over and, and, and play. And it's just strange. I mean, I've, I've gone back and forth, uh, you know, as, as part of the rankings deal with, with the two coaches, uh, you know, involved with me and, and Justin old, old Drake bulldog, go bull, go dogs. Uh, Waukee coach yeah. and famous buddy from North Scott. And it's just like, it's from a weekly standpoint. It's just the top four is set. It's easy. But after that, it's just uh, I, I flotsam and jetsam is not the accurate term, but there's so many like teams and teams that get beat <laughs> on a weekly basis that you bump out of the top ten, and then the next week, you know, you, know, you put somebody else in, then they might lose a game, and you know, Sioux City East was undefeated, like sixteen and zero or something like that, and they lost twice back to back games this week, so. There's definitely a hierarchy. Four, four really good teams in Waukee, Waukee, Northwest um, Valley, and, and Kennedy, and then uh, I think there's probably quite a bit of drop off after that. So, so there you go. Uh, you, you being the the BC Moore fan that you are, I'll, I'll share this right now. They've got Kennedy one, Northwest two, Valley three, Waukee four. Does that sound okay. about right? Uh if you do the compare the scores thing. You know, Waukee and Waukee Northwest split two games. Um, Waukee won the the return matchup by like double digits. Um, I think Waukee and Waukee Northwest are the teams that gave Valley its losses. So you know, I guess it's just a matter of if you want to, you know, how much you want to play that that head to head game, which yeah. you know I think plays plays a large part in it. That's so, yeah, that's got to be worth something. Um, the computer says that Kennedy's. Four points better than Northwest, seven points better than Valley and Waukee. So, for what well, it's worth, 
Yeah, I mean, if it comes down to the final four and four A, and uh, I think that would be re- it'd be really really interesting to see how those potentially those games shake out. But a ton of basketball to be played before. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. That's where we stand. We got a big one tonight, Jeff. I'm going to head up to Dunkerton. Have you ever been there? Oh, yes, I have. I covered I covered a regional final volleyball match at Dunkerton. Is that right? Nice gymnasium. Yeah. Nice gymnasium. Yeah, very nice gymnasium. So, Northland's uh, playing up there. Uh, Matt, the battle of two against, I think, Dunkerton six dropped from okay. this week. Both undefeated. We're supposed to play last Saturday night, got weathered out, and they're uh, they're going to play tonight. So, uh, what's your feel on that one? Going to be awfully hard to to beat Northland. Uh, and Dunkerton's got some some experience, couple of experienced guards in particular. But when you have it faced that. Um, you know, full court pressure defense that the Northland throws at you. It takes a while, a long while sometimes to get adjusted to it. So yeah, if it takes you, if it takes you four to six minutes, it's too late. Yeah, exactly. Because you know that's a 15, 20 point run, whatever it might be, and then the ball game's over. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I think it'll be close. Uh, it's nice that these teams. It was kind of a last minute type of a, a situation where they decided to play Northland needed an extra game and uh, reached out to a couple schools. Dunkerton ult- ultimately decided to, uh, to take them up on, on the offer. So good, good, good deal. Uh, Hawkeye women. What do you got for me? They're pretty good. They're, they're very good. Uh, they got a toughie tonight. Um, Brenda freeze and Maryland come to town. Um, I'd say it's basically a coin flip. Uh, Maryland's one of those physical teams that is a bad matchup for Iowa. Uh, I would say chances of McKenna Warnock being back tonight are probably 10% at most. Okay. Uh, still battling that rib cage issue. Um, but, you know, uh, Iowa can certainly, certainly can win the game. Uh, they've got, got, you know, they're, they're going to score. Uh, and I wrote about it a little bit for today is they've become a pretty good rebounding team. I mean, that's been one of their kind of shortcomings for the last few years, but uh, they've out rebounded all six of the teams that they've beaten here in this six game winning streak. And heck they out rebounded Ohio state on the road by 20. So that, that, that bodes well. And uh, I think Hannah Stolke is a big part of that. And so is Caitlin Clark. I mean, you get, if you're getting triple doubles or flirting with triple doubles, that means you're getting a lot of rebounds. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it'll be a great game and uh, it's going to be a huge crowd. A lot of people will be watching on TV and uh, it'll be worth, uh, it'll be worth the two hours. What time, what, what, what tip do you got? Seven, seven thirty, And I believe ESPN one. ESPN. So ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. That exposure from ESPN. So uh, what are they expecting for a crowd? Any idea? Uh, I asked the ticket office yesterday, and they were down to about a thousand seats left. Wow, that's awesome! And you can't say that doesn't make a difference. So, oh, it gets loud in there for women's yeah. games. It really yeah. does. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, tomorrow night, what do you? Where are you heading? What do you got? I'll be at, I'll be at the Ron Thillum Gymnasium. Uh, I've got uh, Xavier and Lindmar and a girl boy doubleheader. And the ladies go first this time, unlike ladies go first. Um, should be uh, girls game should be a good game. Boys game should too, shouldn't it? Yeah, uh, I actually covered the first doubleheader between those two. Uh, okay, Lamar beat Xavier on the girls' side, and Xavier beat Lamar on the boys' side. So yeah, 
I don't know what it is, but Xavier's girls are struggling right now. They've uh, they lost four in a row. They got beat fairly handily Tuesday by uh, by Dubuque senior. Okay. So, oh, they gotta they gotta do a U-turn here pretty fast if they're gonna make a deep run. Well, we've talked about this, Jeff. I, I think too. It's January's the toughest month, I think, for everybody because there's it's kind of a slog, and uh, you know now that we're hitting February, I think maybe the, everybody's attention. In practice, probably gets a little bit more intense, and uh, because you can see what's what's right ahead of you, and, and those yeah. are the most important games of the season. So right, right. Um, put some note, uh, some girls' basketball notes out there. Just mentioned some. I think it was seven games, uh, regular season remaining games that uh, are, that are worth watching before we head into tournaments. Awesome. Check that out on on the Gazette online. I did a little thing on uh, Davis Curran, Lynn Mars find six eight sophomore um whose sister plays for the Limar girls that's impressive yeah yeah good shooter uh, yeah good shooter. I, I asked him who the better player was and he kind of demurred deferred i guess said uh i know she's a way better soccer player than i am that's, that's okay nice. so, well that'll be uh we'll talk about that mfl marmac recently wrapped up the upper iowa conference championship on the boys side so Do you have anybody else that's clinched already I'm thinking Kyoto in that division of the sickle uh, has certainly clinched. I'm trying to think. Uh, for, for a school that's really, really small, they're generally pretty darn good, aren't they? Yeah. Boys? Yeah, for sure. Dan Stout's the longtime coach here, and uh, he's had some really good sons that have played for him. He's got another one playing for him now. and uh, They are a very small school. I think uh, Roman – what 70 maybe beds and rolls. I'm not sure it's that big. Yeah. But uh it's nice when a when a small school like that can can be a, a consistent winner. Uh no question. It shows something about coaching and, and the boys and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. uh tomorrow night, I think Prairie and Washington. That's a girl boy doubleheader, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's where I'll be. We'll uh get out there early and and check out uh, the girls' game first at, at Washington. And then uh, next week, you know, uh, who knows? <laughs> I haven't looked yeah. that far ahead. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's hard to do that sometimes, isn't it? You, you just got your head down. You got so many irons in the fire and worry about next week, next week. Yeah. So yeah. I All do right. think I'm going, unless, uh, unless something happens to Iowa here the next two games, I do think I'm going to go to Bloomington on Thursday. Oh, really? Nice. Have you ever been there? No, nope. The so. no, oh, Bob Knight is all over that place. Or at least <laughs> when I was there, and I, you can take that any way you want. But yeah, I'll come out of there an angry man then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. So, anything else you want to hit before we sign off? No, um, I think we've hit the high points. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'll be at Xavier. You'll be at Wash tomorrow. You're going to Dunkerton tonight. Yeah, uh, you got anything this weekend? Uh, I might check out some. No, actually, uh, Sunday, no hockey. Huh, uh, Sunday afternoon hockey, actually. Uh, okay, yeah, up here or Riders, down there? Up here, the Rough Riders play their first Sunday afternoon uh game. And uh, congrats to Coach Mark Carlson while I'm thinking mm -hmm. of it 150th win uh in his career, uh, all accumulated here in Cedar Rapids in 23 seasons. He hit that last week when his team beat, beat Muskegon. So 
I wonder if he thought when I when, when he came here 23 years ago if he'd still be here. <laughs> I guess it no, uh, but you know it's just kind of the way it's worked out. He's I think 33 wins away from tying the uh, the all time USHL record for for most career victories. So theoretically, he could hit that um, you know sometime next season. So right. he's developed a lot of players and a lot of good kids. So that's yeah. what it's all. About. Yep. Yeah. So. so. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, might have four of the uh, Minnesota Wild tickets for you for next for a game next week that I won. So don't know for sure, but that's just for all the fine work you do for for us here. So, Jeff, thanks, uh, thanks for chatting. Uh, yeah. Again, folks, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff. Got a lot of wrestling postseason. Our cohort KJ Pilcher is taking care of right now. I think he's at the girls' state tournament right now. As a matter yeah, of fact. They, they they sold out quickly today. Wow, wow, down in Coralville. So yeah, thank you, folks, for listening. Another edition here of our, our prep uh, slash college uh, basketball podcast, and we will chat at you again next week. Take care. Have a good weekend. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.